Welcome to Encompass Purpose with Brad Bird, a show about topics people try to avoid. Change, accountability, Christianity, business, and family. Discipleship and loving thy neighbor are not suggestions. There's never been a time when the truth is more needed. So here's your host, Bradley Bird. Now, a question, how does uh, prayer and fasting and the work of the Holy Spirit kind of fit into all this? That's a really, that's a really good question. I, I was, uh, I was in San Francisco a few years ago, uh, and for some training. And there's a, there's a missiologist out there. It's just an amazing woman uh, by the name of Linda Bergquist. And, uh, and I, I went up to her at a break and, and I said, Linda, what, you know, what role does prayer, I, that same question I said, Linda, what role does prayer and fasting play in, in what we're doing? And, and her face lit up and she said, she said, prayer is where you find the inter- intersection between strategy and the spiritual. And I thought that was kind of an interesting metaphor. What, she wasn't downplaying what, you know, what we talked about in the strategy, but just was basically saying it's a shot in the dark without prayer. And so we've, at, at Exponential, we really feel like this is the core of everything. In fact, moving into 2022, our focus at the Global Conference in Orlando in March will be on, on, on Empowered. And it is this um, idea of moving um, with the Holy Spirit and moving in the direction of the Holy Spirit. And it will become the foundational, um, the, the foundational element of everything that Exponents does. All the other frameworks, the, the five levels that we talked about, the three dimensions of multiplication, all of that's going to be rooted in this, this idea of, of empowered and moving with the Holy Spirit. And so... Um, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, that's, I, I appreciate you asking that question because so often we skip over that, you know, especially if we're talking about strategy and frameworks and that sort of thing. We, we, you know, prayer and fasting is taken for granted, but uh, yeah, the, if uh, we could not emphasize it too much, you know, it, it is, it is fundamental to all we do. I mean, e- even thinking about the idea that we are so completely loved that there's nothing that that so good that we could do that God would love us more. Nothing so bad that we could do that it would erode His love, and that really, you know, success in the kingdom of God is actually just being faithful to what the Holy Spirit's calling you to do, and and to be able to move um, beyond. Again, I'm I'm not against strategy. I think strategies are important, but um, but the idea of of really seeking the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's direction. And building strategies as a platform to what the Holy Spirit's doing. You know, a lot of times what we've done in the, in the prevailing model of the church is our strategies have created this box for the Holy. And we said, the Holy Spirit, you can work within this box, you know, because we have certain time frames to hit and certain things. You know, so as long as you work in this box, that's, you know, and I think, I think we need to think in terms of, of, of our strategies being, being platforms for what the Holy Spirit is doing. So, yeah, I appreciate you asking that question. That's, that's so key. Yeah, and I think one other thing about your organization that's so great, like this fall, you have uh, pursuing the great collaboration. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this interview right here, and we're talking about Christianity and God. We don't know if what denomination either one of us are from or if we have a denomination. And I think your organization is really doing the collaboration part where we're Christians Let's work together for the great movement, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, you know, just imagine Jesus' prayer from John 17 being answered. Is that that prayer that that we would be one, that there would be unity? Um, yeah, I, I yeah, we're, and and that is the, the regional conferences that we have this fall around the country um, are focused on that. You know that that idea of collaboration, of of working together, of unity, um, and uh, it's it's hard to imagine a move of God without that happening. Now it, it's you know we were talking earlier, I. I've been working with churches since the early eighties and in the eighties and some of the collaboration that's happening now, I couldn't have imagined in the eighties and nineties, you know, um, there are groups like Christ together and saturate and others that actually work, help churches work together, uh, within a city to collaborate for the sake of gospel saturation. You've got the Houston church planting network that is different denominations working together to, to plant churches in the Houston area, multiply Indiana, um, another organization across denominational lines working together. And so it's really cool to see that. Now it's not, it's not near enough, you know, it, it's, but I do think, you know, it's, it, it, it goes back to that moving from level three to level four, shifting from the hero to hero maker mindset, shifting from, uh, and a lot of times what I see in pastors that were successful level three that moved to level four God moved them from a, from a, a, a sort of a church-centric view, seeing their, seeing their community or their city through the lens of their church to a kingdom-centric view. And they realize we can never grow a church big enough to do what God wants us to do here. We, how do we partner? How do we, how do we work together? And, and so I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm encouraged and, and excited because I think that's, it's moving in that direction. It's, I mean, it's still not, as, not near enough yet, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you can see it watching any nightly news, uh, conflict and negativity sell. But, you know, if you work together and the positivity and I think just the, the whole collaboration and getting the movement going as far as, again, people not being spectators, but being involved and the action involved in being a Christian you know, I think I am seeing that more and more and that it's so exciting to me. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I, yeah, I am, again, I am excited. I, I think God's used this last 18 months in a way that will, that will make the church more powerful. It may not look like it from a secular media perspective, you know, because I think Barn is probably right. Probably, you know, 20% of churches will close or merge. Um, attendance is certainly down in most churches, although their giving is not down as much as their attendance because the people that left weren't giving at the same rate as the people that stayed. But um, so from the from an sort of outside the church world, it may not look like it, but I really think the church has been strengthened over this last 18 months. Yeah, and I think, uh, again, the pandemic maybe made some people that weren't churchgoers think about some things over the months and maybe are starting to just develop their Christian walk now. And, uh, you know, the, also the thing we found is from people backing off of Christianity, oh, sorry, from people backing off of Christianity, that there's a lot of younger people that are now coming back to the church that just weren't told about it. It wasn't that they weren't interested. They just didn't know anything about it. Right. I, I think you're exactly right. I think that, you know, we, we, we live 
most of our lives under the illusion of control. You know, we think we're in control of our lives. And then something happens that originates in a city that most people have never heard of before the pandemic that incredibly disrupts their lives. Uh, you know, sometimes loss of life, loss of, you know, family members and things, loss of jobs and those sorts of things. And, and I think it's made the country more spiritually hunger, hungry. Uh, I, I, um, when I, I, this, I was this year, sometime late last year, there was this, what they called Easter moon, where uh, I think it was Jupiter and Saturn were going to be the closest they would be in 800 years. And, and it was supposed to be really bright. Well, you know, the reality was from with the naked eye, it wasn't a whole lot different the night before the night after, but the night of, you know, was kind of the night you're supposed to be out. And, um, my wife and I were out and we decided to walk down the causeway um, where we live and it was packed. I, we, we'd never seen that many people. And, and it just said to me, people realize with, with having their lives disrupted, we're not in control and they're just looking for something bigger, something beyond themselves. And so I, I do think this pandemic has created more spiritual hunger um, you know, not not specifically for Christianity, but the opportunity for Christ followers to engage with, you know, with people and, you know, and be able to, you know, bring Jesus to bear on their lives. You know, as I, I just think that uh, we have more opportunity to do that now than we did even before the pandemic. Yeah, and I think uh, Christians also find that the more they try to control, the more they veer off the path. And we goof up a lot. So if you can keep Jesus in control, your life goes so much better. And I think they realize, like you said, how much is out of our control, you know, that we maybe had the illusion we had control over. And now we don't have that illusion anymore and right. realize it is up to God, you know, and it is up to right. our purpose and our path. Yeah. So are there any uh, other exponential uh, initiatives that we should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, probably most people know exponential through the conferences. I mean, the global, Orlando, the global conference in Orlando that will take place uh, March 7th through the 10th uh, is, I mean, that'll be 5,500 people. Um, the last one we, uh, we had, of course, we didn't have one in 2021, but um, the last one we had was had people from all 50 states and and I think close to 20 other 20 countries uh, outside the U.S. So it's a it's a pretty there are like 150 workshops and pre-conferences. It, it, it truly is an amazing event. We also have a half a dozen uh, regional conferences that will take place uh, around the country this fall. And then some of the other things that we're doing below the radar, we have a few church initiative where we're looking at you know new expressions of the church, whether that's micro or um, yeah, uh, virtual, you know, uh, online, that sort of thing. And then we do um, kind of, you know, the conferences are on the large, you know, many people end of the spectrum. On the small end of the spectrum, we do in-person learning communities um, that have been, um, that I would argue may be the most transformational thing that we do. And, and I actually have, um, we have two, uh, we have 10 cohorts and I have two of those 10 that I still have a, a couple of openings in for younger emerging, ones for younger emerging leaders, ones for future church planters that have, uh, they've not yet planted, but planting is in their future. And we actually have a grant 
that covers the entire tuition for the future church planner cohort, um, and then covers half the tuition for the emerging leader cohorts. And then it's three gatherings. Uh, first one will be in Seattle in November um, with Saturate. Second gathering will be with the underground in uh, Kansas City the last week in January. And then we'll be at Mercy Road the first um, first week in May of 2022. So they, they would still need to pay their travel to those three, but the grants help cover their tuition in those. That sounds terrific. I had no, well, actually I had no idea on a couple things there. I had no idea that uh, event was so large, 5,500 people. That's a yeah. lot of people. And then that, that's the sellout, you know, that we can't go more than that. because That's all the, all the facility holds. So. so that's pretty incredible because I've seen since uh, the whole pandemic, that kind of thing hasn't came back um, as much as, I would have expected it to. And for you guys to have 5,500 people, that says a lot about your organization. The in-person learning, that's something I, I didn't realize you guys did. I knew a little bit uh, that you had some initiatives for emerging leaders and stuff. That has to be pretty incredible for people to be able to uh, get that kind of education and from experienced, knowledgeable people that you probably even couldn't get from a college yeah. um, because you're in a group setting in a college, this is one-on-one. -on -one. So um, what have you found with that? It, is it a way really to compact the learning and people take in a lot in a short amount of time? Yeah, so it's it, this is actually how I got involved with Exponential. So about 12 years ago, um, a group of 12 megachurch pastors, um, just really, you know, strong level three, you know, probably leaning into level four, although we didn't have the language at the time, but realizing they, you know, their change needed to be made. And a guy by the name of Alan Hirsch was um, sort of coming on at the U.S. scene at the time. And they agreed to, to travel to kind of journey with Alan and, and begin to try to figure this out. And became known as a learning community called Future Travelers, which really became the forerunner to the multipliers learning communities that we do today. And yeah, there's something about um, getting together with, you know, 20 other peers and, and really wrestling with paradigm shifting kind of content. You know, we tell people that these aren't best practices, these aren't about best practices. We aren't going to give you seven steps to, you know, whatever kind of church and you know, test you at the end to see how many of the seven you 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 uh, remembered. It it really is about helping to shift the paradigm, shift the understanding and the perspective on disciple making, mobilization, and capacity, and then provide you know opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak into that and guidance for what that means in in next steps. So we've had you know of, of the ten cohorts we've got this season, eight are denominations. Uh, we have a lot of denominations now that that this is part of their strategy for helping to shift the the um, the ethos of their denomination by you know uh, when we even have brand new denominations that are doing cohorts because they want to they want to start with sort of a multiplication ethos and so yeah it's been yeah it's a peer to peer learning environment um, so there's yeah uh, it's it's been in the I get, I love it because I, I mean, I continue to get um, feedback from, you know, people that have been at, you know, even years, even years ago and to hear about, 
you know, how it's reshaped what they're doing. And, you know, and again, it's, we, it's not prescriptive. We don't come out of it. You know, people don't come out of it saying, you know, here's exactly how you should disciple people, you know, but, um, but they do come out with a better understanding and awareness of what it means to have a culture of disciple making, um, how disciple making is tied to mobilization, what mobilization might look like, you know, compared to what they thought it was, how to, how to shift the capacity, the, the, the structure of, of the church to, um, to move toward multiplication. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. That, that's the most fun thing I get to do. So well, it's a worthwhile thing to do. I think it, you know, everything that's going on here and then everything with the organization is just great. So it, yeah. it's a, a great to have this for Christianity in general. So, um, well, I appreciate you ha- uh, coming on and everything. Um, I'd like you to share more about your organization as far as how people could find you, some of the links and things like that, if you have time. Yeah. yeah so uh, exponential.org, you'll you know probably be sort of the central place. Um, you should find links there to the to the hub. Um, you know, some of the other uh, resources, the Made for More kit that we mentioned, uh, uh, the learning the the learning communities. Um, yeah, most everything is going to, you're going to find it at exponential.org. And, and I can, I can send you some of the other specific links that are more direct to that would, uh, you know, that you could, uh, you know, make available to, uh, to everyone as well. So that'd be great. And we'll make sure to do that. We'll uh, add on all the links so people can find them and we'll add it onto our site also, because I, I, again, just can't say enough about exponential and everything you guys do for churches and for Christians uh, in general. Just, yeah, you I, know, most, uh, most of what you do has no cost involved. And so people can go and learn and enjoy it, you know, no matter what their income, no matter where they're, you know, where they're at. So everybody has a cell phone nowadays. So yeah. it's accessible to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate you putting up the links because uh, we, we have exponential.org and multiplication.org, and we're actually in the process of consolidating that too. So uh, the direct the direct links will just make it easier for people to find the resources they're looking for. We will definitely do that. And again, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, Bradley, good to, good to meet you. I appreciate the invitation and uh, grateful for what you're doing and, and just getting the word out on disciple making and, and uh, yeah. Appreciate the time. I can't tell you how how much I love disciple making. It's my my main calling, and that's uh, it, it, so it's so great to uh, you know recognize great organizations such as yourself. Yeah, and and I can tell that the disciple making kind of exudes from you. Just in the, in the short conversations that we had, even before getting on, I could tell that was an important part of your life. That's great. Well, I really appreciate it again. Thanks a lot. I want to thank Bill again for a great interview and a great organization. We have a lot of things coming up here, too, at Encompass Purpose. Of course, we have services at 10 a.m. on Sundays. And then we'll be having life skill groups coming up. We have a two-part course on doing conflict resolution the way Jesus would want, not so much the way we would want and the way we think we're winning, doing it a way that both people win. 
We're also doing Who's the One? It's another discipleship course. Encompass Purpose self-development course in with a conflict course so that you can, uh, you know, really focus in on your purpose and focus in on improving your life and your daily walk with God. We're doing marriage classes, parenting classes. We're doing starting point class that'll be starting in November. And then we're also looking for suggestions for classes. If you happen to have any that you think uh, would be great to do, we're happy to look at that with you and come up with different courses. We're all about helping the community and helping whether, no matter what church you go to, to have courses you can improve your walk with Jesus. Some things coming up on the show, too, we're pretty excited about. We're going to be doing with some other local pastors about collaboration and working together. A lot of times churches seem to really be inclusive and looking only inward at what they're doing. But there's a big movement really to work together, to disciple together, to evangelize together, and really work towards God's work instead of the church's work. So us churches can work together and accomplish so much more through collaboration and networking than we can on our own. And we can also develop, again, you know, better classes, better techniques, and better ways to serve you. And of course, at our 10 o'clock service, we do have childcare and Sunday school teaching the kids from Genesis beyond, you know, uh, I know their last lesson, it was terrific. It was on Noah's Ark. It was just wonderful how much they do retain and how much they, they got out of that one-hour class. So that's something we look forward to every week. Then, of course, we're having our big event in the spring. One will be about family and marriage, and the other will be about discipleship action unity real change and of course joy we're really excited about them coming up too a lot of planning going on a lot of big names but i don't want to mention them quite yet but we will be mentioning them soon we also wanted to mention if you're going to have an event or if you have a christian business you'd like to talk about feel free to reach out to us and we'd be happy to have you on it's all about around the lake and it's all about for us christianity and it's hard enough to have your business but then to have a christian business you know that that puts in new challenges but it also puts in great things that make it easier actually to have a business than having a secular business so we're happy to talk to you about that and we just appreciate you listening all the time we appreciate the growing audience and we just we would appreciate your support also we do this at no charge, of course, and all our ministry is at no cost, including the classes. So any way you can help us financially, that would be terrific. And again, if you want to reach out to be on the show or have ideas for the show, please contact us at 573-286-5625. You can also get us at our, on our email at encompasspurpose at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Visit us on Facebook at Encompass Purpose Radio.